Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Shining in the Gray. This is your host, Vanessa Rivera. On today's episode, you're going to get the treat of jumping into my conversation with Liz Orr. Now, her name may not ring a bell at first, but she is the mastermind behind Rude Ass Enneagram. She is not only hysterical and irreverent, just like you would think, but she is intelligent, she is a deep thinker, and she has so much to say and she is so willing to learn. So grab a pair of headphones because, as you know, this podcast is adult-friendly only, and have a few laughs with us as we talk about life, podcasting, the Enneagram, spiritual direction, and so much more. I, I'm actually not a podcast listener. I, there's like two or... No. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> there's two or three that I, I'll, I'll like tune into once in a while, but then, I mean, yeah. I, I, I really just don't, but I... I don't know. I'm a, I'm a reader and audiobooks, And so I end up doing that. But are you a yeah. podcast person? I go through phases and the same thing happens with Netflix where I'll go through phases where I'm binging on podcasts on like, and I, I'm, I don't know why, what this is or what it says about me, but I'm like really monogamous with my podcast so if I'm gonna like binge on a podcast it's gonna be the same thing like the same podcast all the episodes um I don't really jump around same with Netflix I do the same thing but I'll go through these funny phases where I like rather than sitting at home and binging on a Netflix series I'm binging on a podcast series instead like in my home um if I'm like cooking or whatever or driving um so I do, and I do have some that I, like, there's a, there's a podcast by my favorite comedian. Um, his name is Pete Holmes and the podcast is You Made It Weird. And um, it's like, it's like two or three hours an episode. Like, <laughs> he's just, and it's just a conversation. So those are great for like road trips, for long drives. Yeah, yeah. But I, I also just love um, stories that are told really well um wondery makes amazing podcasts yeah do you know which one i got really obsessed with and i was so short i was so sad that it was short was the one about richard simmons did you listen to that one oh geez i forgot what it was called it's like where is richard simmons or something and yeah i heard like where is i heard about the whole like controversy yes I yeah. wanted to move to LA and like save him. <laughs> I, I was like, okay. And if he's happy in his bunker, I want to go into your bunker and be with you right. and like do aerobics with you. Like, <laughs> I, and then they talk about his maid and all this. And you're like, it's crazy. Okay. I'm I mean, I know it's old. But it's so worth it. And I wish it was like a hundred episodes long, but I think it may have been like four or five, maybe. I, I don't recall. It was that long ago, but that'll it, keep me busy for a couple of days. That sounds good. Yes. And you'll then you'll want to Google everything about his life. Yeah. At least I did. And I <laughs> and I started like doing his videos on YouTube. <laughs> I love it. I love, you just like got pulled in. Maybe it was maybe the podcast was really like. A promotional thing you know <laughs> like to get more like, views on right, youtube <laughs> right right that's his bread and butter now that there's no vhs so <laughs> you gotta do it ahead <laughs> of the curve that's amazing have you ever considered starting a rude ass enneagram podcast i have considered it um the so the i've definitely considered it and i've floated the idea to some people and they love the idea it's the the problem with my creative process mm-hmm. is that I'm very much I'm a believer in the false like conviction that you have to be inspired to create and so that makes things like really inconsistent yeah um so I you know if I were to start a podcast I'd want to be more structured like and consistent but the nice thing about the Instagram is is that it does allow me the freedom to just like post inconsistently and and kind of create as I'm inspired. 
Um, and that's, I'm, I could probably do a lot more if I was disciplined, but I'm just, that's, I haven't gotten over my own speed bump in that regard. Mm -hmm. And at some point maybe, um, so. Yeah. I get that completely because for example, I haven't had a podcast episode out in a year. Sure. So, yeah. You know, yeah. I, so I get that completely. And so I was, I, I actually sat down and I thought, I really enjoy this. I love talking to people and I love talking. And so <laughs> I, I'm, it's a great setup for me. But as soon as I sat down and I made my my list of the people that I would want to have and I started inviting them on, all of a sudden I started just going off on left field. And this Sunday I did a um, little Sunday school lesson for my girls and I called my mom I'm like, mom, I was homeschooled. So have that in the back of your head. I've always said I would not homeschool, not because of anything bad, but I just know what it takes as a parent. Right. Right. to do this and right. my mom was an educator and all this stuff so I told her mom I did their Sunday school lesson I'm like I could totally homeschool like I can do this <laughs> I was like we did the fruit of the spirit and I taught them about agriculture that's like science and <laughs> awesome. I, I can do it. she says Vanessa um she she calls me out on my bullshit regularly she's like Vanessa I feel like perhaps um <laughs> you're really getting rolling again on the podcast. You've been writing more regularly and maybe you're trying to distract yourself from what you're supposed to be doing. Ooh, and I was like, well, listen here, biatch. <laughs> I was like, stop with your truth talking and right. go home. I don't need to hear this. Right. And so I get, I get what you're saying. And then, uh, uh, but for me, it's distraction. Cause sure. once I'm in my lane, I'm in my lane. Right. But this, right. this, like this distraction and, 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 and purposefully trying to self-sabotage. So. Right. Right. Yeah. And well, that, I mean, we all have our own like favorite way to self-sabotage. Yes. And, and I love that your mom, like very, it sounds like, I mean, I wouldn't have received it as compassionate, but it's <laughs> observational standpoint. Yeah. It sounds like she was very like, uh-huh. Here we go. And like very gentle yes. with you, which is. Yes wonderful um and also hilarious that she was just like mm -hmm, and here you go again yes yes right. and we're on the roller coaster Vanessa Didn't right <laughs> right <laughs> what it what's your favorite way of self-sabotaging oh my gosh um oh so so I I've been I've been to a couple of workshops around the Enneagram lately um, that have helped sort of expand my awareness of my patterns. And, um, it's, it's very much like a, um, if you learn about object relations in the Enneagram, you learn that there's, there's three sort of manners of being. Um, and this is all, uh, Rizzo Hudson, Stuff. There's the um, kind of cooperative, like positive. Um, yeah, I think maybe I'm getting confused. But then there's also like frustrated, uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. and then there's the the rejected rejection. And eights fall under rejection. Like that's our that's how we are in relationship. And so I realize I have very much a like reject before I get rejected kind of orientation, mm -hmm. not just in relationships, but to my goals too. Sometimes yeah. I'm kind of like, I will shut down the notion that there's any value in what I want to do or like in people receiving it before I actually invest my time and my energy. And that just like cuts it off. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's probably it, like talking myself out of the value of what it is that I want, whether that's a relationship, whether that's a goal. That's mm -hmm. the, the best way to do it. That's the best way I get in my own way is just being like, oh, nobody cares what I think anyway, or like, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. You know, or what, you know, whatever I, I take what I would imagine the way that someone would dismiss me and I dismiss myself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the key in, in all the self work, whether it's through the Enneagram or through whatever. Right. Is 
is that not, it's not even the, well, we want to react by dismissing the other. The reality is we're dismissing ourselves. Exactly. And that's, that's the key. That's yeah. the key when we're trying to, um, whether the word is mature or find our true selves, whatever, it's, right. it's a matter of no longer playing the, the other game. Right, know? right, exactly. And that's so hard. And yes, think, it is. And I think sometimes that's why some people have such a hard time either A, accepting their type, B, yeah. even knowing what their type really is. Yeah. Um, and, and, and because in, not in a snotty way, but we're just not ready until we're ready. Exactly. And whether it's, yes. And whether it's the Enneagram or anything else, you're yeah. just not ready until you're ready. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I think, I think things like the Enneagram tools, like the Enneagram take a there is a baseline requirement of self-awareness practice yes. um, that you have to have worked up to to begin the work. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not to say there's not value in, in knowing what the system is and, and kind of understanding that perspective and the language that it offers. And uh, the, there's, again, this workshop, these workshops that I've been to have been taught by Ann Geary um, she's a wonderful Enneagram teacher, and she talks about the distinction between the, the Enneagram of personality and the Enneagram of transformation. Mm -hmm. Just Siri. Uh, and <laughs> there's such a, they're, they're two very different things. Yes. Um, and the, the, the system itself, the personality types, fairly straightforward, fairly, fairly simple um, to grasp intellectually but the transformational sure. stuff really requires honesty with yourself and that's hard that requires courage and practice so yeah and 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 the, that courage and practice it's heavy lifting uh-huh it, it is. is so hard and it's and it it also requires the discipline of um being able to be still silent you know, all of these things. And it's so like, uh, it, it, it's, it's one of these things that as you get deeper into your work, it gets so much harder, but so much easier. Right. Because, right. You know, it, nope. it's so much harder because it, it's excavating some really deep shit. But then at the same time, it's easier because you, at least for me, I think, I survived that right. and, and I find that for myself, I go through these phases of growth and then these little bits of plateau to almost to catch my breath and just put yep. my head above water for a minute. Yep. Yep. To kind of recharge and, and sort of recalibrate back to, to neutral before you dive back down. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. My, so my best friend and I talk all the time and we, <laughs> We like laugh and also at the same time kind of bemoan that when you start to do the work, you get to these points where you're like, fuck, the work never ends. It's never. Right. Like there is no destination in this work. And that can feel exhausting. And that can also be kind of liberating because you're like, all right, like I don't have an arrival time that I need to meet. Yes. You know, um, and there's always going to be something. So let's like, Let's meet this with some grace and some compassion for myself. Um, but yeah, we always kind of laugh like it, it had we known when we began to do the work that they're just it doesn't end. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know that we would have engaged in it. And yet at the same time, it does. It, for me, it's gotten easier because not necessarily because the work's gotten easier, but because I know better. Mm -hmm. And like, I can't, I can't allow myself to fall that much out of a new sense of alignment, mm -hmm. you know, like, and it, it doesn't mean it doesn't suck, Yeah. but I'm just yeah. like, no, like I, I know this, this moment, I know the choices in front of me. This was hard in the past. It's hard now 
to make a decision that's different than the patterns that I've followed for my whole life. But I, it's in, it's on my radar of awareness now. And I can't go that far out of my own radar, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I mean, just the fact alone that it's on your radar. Right. Right. And, and I think that someone just getting started in this, uh, should feel encouraged if they're even just, they might still be in the same pattern of behavior, but if they, they have that awareness, that's huge. You know, I feel like that's a really big step in, in being able to, to differentiate the fact that everything has to come with that awareness, that openness to, well, this is how I am. This is what I'm doing. This is actually what's going on. And I did the same shit again. But now I realize, you know, I did it. And um, I remember speaking to what you and your best friend were talking about. I've had my spiritual director now for like two and a half years or so. And I remember one day sitting in my car and I happened to have my appointment with her, like sitting in the car. And I and I just started crying because I'm like, it doesn't end, does it? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not crying. I'm not. Like, why does this, why is it so hard? I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> no, I know. Yes. And I think, yeah, so I, I've had that conversation before, but just not quite as nonchalant. It was very much a like, <laughs> very distressed. <laughs> workshops have you noticed has it been a conscious decision to start gearing your rude ass enneagram posts to be a little bit more nuanced and have a little bit more um meat to them Um, because it's noticed it is noticed (laughs) at least you know i appreciate that (laughs) that that was an intentional decision and I can't so what I can't claim is that it came out of an altruistic place at first um the truth is I was like oh there's a bunch of these accounts now like cracking these jokes I better step up my game um and so there was a little bit of that like competitive edge in it and what I what I really I believe in doing the work. Um, I believe in how transformational of a tool the Enneagram can be. And so I recognize that there, there are people who follow me who are just going to stay at the surface level as they can. And that's fine. Yeah. But if I can plant seeds um, that, that go a little bit deeper, um, then that's, that's exciting. And I don't need to, obviously I don't need to see those, those seeds bloom. Um, yeah but just kind of trust that they will as the person evolves um, as life will put pressure on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, it is intentional. Um, and the other reason that I started really going to workshops, intentionally signing up for workshops is um, that where I work, um, I work in a college. And so people are asking me to teach this tool and I've never been formally trained. Like I'm just self-taught. And so I was like, let me be responsible about this. Yeah. Continue my education. Mm-hmm. Um, learn from teachers who have been doing this work and understand it in a, to a depth that I don't. Um, so I really wanted to like continue intentionally my education and be a responsible steward of the Enneagram um, in both kind of my Bruce Wayne life and in my Batman life. Yeah. So, yeah. Like that. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I had Batman on the podcast and it was amazing. Yeah. I, I noticed that I, I hadn't noticed it right off the bat, but I, when I'm not, I was looking at the post, I'm like, wait a minute, because one of the things that has been bugging me lately is that, um, everybody and their mama and the grandmama has a Enneagram Instagram account. Half of them don't know what 
in the world they're talking about. Uh, they all have stupid fucking names like Enneagram and Banana. Enneagram and cell phones. And I, I want, and, and this is where my wing comes out. I'm like, just, I just want to choke you. <laughs> choke you. Stop. And I do feel as you do, well, you didn't want to be irresponsible. I don't want to put words in your mouth. You didn't want to be irresponsible with your account. And that was exactly how I was feeling about their accounts. I'm like, you, you're being irresponsible with, with this tool, with this, this map, this gift that we have. And, and, and so when I started noticing that on your account, I'm like, wait a second, she's, she's just introduced these people without them even realizing into the instinct triads. Like they didn't even see it coming and, and it's there. And now it's going to give, you know, it's going to make someone wonder like, what does that even mean? And a quick Google search or whatever will slowly start, like you said, planting that seed. And then it, 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 and for those of us who've been studying this for a little while, and in my case, it's not very long. I think it's, uh, we're hitting four years now. Um, so I'm a baby and it's fun because now it's even, it gets like, for us, we understand a little bit deeper into the joke and we're like, "Ah," you know, right. Right. I, and I think humor is fun. It, like humor is smart. Humor opens up eyes. I, I really believe deeply in humor as a tool for education and for truth. And I really think that that's what you're doing. And and I I applaud you for that. I see you, and and your work is evident in your, it, you know, your inner work is evident on your online work, Batman. Oh. Thank you. That's, I didn't know I was getting on here for a gift today. Thank you. Oh, that's really, that's really affirming. And, and I'm really grateful um, to be seen in that way. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is, I mean, you know, it's, I think that there is, I think, <laughs> I think humor can be a great defense mechanism to deflect yeah. and avoid sure. for sure. Um, and I also, it, I believe that it can also like take some of the fangs out of the shit that we need to look at the painful yeah. stuff in ourselves. And yeah. so if it's, if it's done well, um, and if it's done with that intention of giving us the power to laugh at our self-sabotaging bullshit, then it, it actually becomes a really, um, powerful tool again in that work in the tool belt of self-awareness work and and growth and transformation humor can can be you know can be a powerful tool um yeah it's a good yeah it's a good medicine yeah yeah because the work like we were saying the work is relentless the work never ends and that can be exhausting um and you're just, you're constantly excising your shit. That's exhausting and heavy. So like, let's fucking laugh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you, do you think that as you, you know, work on this, uh, I would you call it a passion project? Would you call Root Ass Enneagram your passion project? Yeah. 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 As, as you, as you work on it, do you feel encouraged by the way things are going through your interactions with your mm-hmm. followers and stuff? Do you feel like, oh shit, nothing's going to change? Do you, or is it a combination of everything all wrapped into one funny yeah. ball? Okay. I think it's, I think it's more a combination. I will say the people who, most of the people who engage me, particularly like one-on-one in DMs, um, those are often like really exciting, energizing, inspiring conversations. You're um, welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, well, I was it's <laughs> I'm like, like the conversations we have. Uh, and and that is true. That is Mainly true. I like your dog. So oh, she, <laughs> she's like sleeping on the couch. Like, why are you home? <laughs> Her palace has been disrupted. Yes. Um, but I would say for the most part, like there is, I think 
the conversations I get to have are often um, like make me feel very encouraged about the larger conversation of the Enneagram. Um, <clears throat> occasionally I'll get a DM that's like, you don't understand twos at all. And I'm like, okay, uh, you know, like, <laughs> all right. And I think, I mean, the gift of being an eight is kind of like not really giving a fuck, you know, like what a stranger on the internet thinks like, okay, um, <laughs> let that roll off my back. And it it's funny. I, I kind of, there was not too long ago, maybe in the last like six months or so, uh, up until then, I really wasn't responding to comments very much because it was just, if you get into the like comment battle, then you just you get sucked in. And I was like, let me not. But I decided if I can make an extra joke, <laughs> like take an extra jab, I will. Um, especially if like the comment is perfectly illustrating <laughs> what the post is saying. <laughs> so I, I try to kind of play with it that way. And sometimes I'm like, oh, am I being too harsh? Am I being too mean? And then I'm like, no, they're here at Rude Ass Enneagram. Like, this isn't, you know, this isn't me. They're, they're kind of, if they're here, they kind of have to expect that they're going to get a little bit of a roasting sure. regardless. So, yeah. so if I can, again, sort of like poke fun at and illustrate in a different way, whatever the pattern is, then I'm going to go for it. Um, and you know, uh, it, it, it goes all manners of different ways. Sometimes people don't care for that and I'm okay with that. Like I kind of found myself like one or two responses, you know, <laughs> just so I don't get sucked in, but, uh, yeah. Now I'm going to go in and look for these exchanges. Cause I'll be honest with you. I just laugh at the memes. I click like. And then I, I've ne I don't think I've ever read comments, but now <laughs> there's a few, there are a few, uh, a few, like I'll, I'll point you to them when we stop recording. So I don't put anyone on blast, but, uh, there's a few that I'm just like, oh, these, these, this was funny. My response, they didn't like it, but, but it was good. It was on point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. See, that's what, and, and, but like you said, you're coming on to a platform where it's just being put out there. Like we're, right. we are, it's just an, we are roasting everybody. So right. the cards are it's on the fair table. game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's what makes it so fun. And that's, and I think that's why you've experienced such exponential growth. I know it's wild. It's like, it's, Girl. It's very much unbelievable to me still um, how much it's resonated with people. Yeah, because I think because you're A, learning something, B, it's um, hilarious, and C, I think there's, we, we all kind of be want to mis be mistreated a little, I feel like. Everybody's <laughs> too nice. I think we all just want someone to be like, Back in the schoolyard, not bullying, you know, a bit. not a bullying, bit. but like disclaimer, I'm not promoting <laughs> bullying, but you know, just like those little jabs that you could get away with when you were younger, yeah. you know, right. that and now as adults, you just, you just can't do, well, most people don't right. do on the regular, you know. Right. <laughs> I, as you're talking, what I'm kind of thinking about is my younger sister and the way that I like just tormented her in high school. Right. But if anybody ever stepped to her, don't cause yes. you got coming up behind, so, you know, so, and that's kind of how I like, I kind of want to be everybody's like kind of asshole, big sister. That's going to poke yes. a little fun, but yes. we'll also defend them. And, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that was I, example. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also kind of funny on my business card, my, cause my, uh, my title, what it, it's like founder and chief creative bully. So I actually embrace the whole thing. Yeah. But. Oh yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> actually what I, so this is so not PC and I like edit it out if you have to. Um, but I had the thought the other day about like the whole mistreating. I was like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like everyone's Enneagram dominates a little bit. 
right? Like a little, a little bit, but I, I, I think, you know, I, and I think that speaks to the whole, we all just want to be mistreated a little. Right. Right. Everybody <laughs> seems to be consenting to it. So let's lean into it. <laughs> now, please, after this comes out, you need to have a whole series that's just like dominatrixy looking like memes. <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Everybody's just gonna like every there's a whip or something. Somebody's right, right. We yeah. just have to. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's that's amazing. <laughs> you you reminded me this is totally off topic, but um I was a horrible big sister. <laughs> my brothers are a lot of little sisters then. <laughs> or a little well, I have two little brothers, yeah, exactly. <laughs> brothers and they're one I think they're like seven and eight years younger than me so I had time to like develop my craft I had one of my 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 baby brother the little the youngest one he kept trying to be funny and like sneak into my room when my friends was there and I was like you want to you want to end this real quick and she's like looking at me like okay and he's under my bed and I'm like man tonight's the full moon and she's looking at me like, what the hell is she talking about? And I'm like, well, that's why my parents had a third child. And she's like, what? what? And I'm like, because they needed the spare so that they could sacrifice it. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight's the night, you know? And so I start hearing rustling under the bed and it comes out. Okay, this is where it was cruel. I admit it, but it's so funny. He came up and I'm like, I'm like, Daniel, you can't tell mom and dad. They're going to tell you it's not true and that I'm just being mean. <laughs> I definitely pulled shit like that with my little sister. She has war stories, um, the like cruel pranks that I played on her. Why are big sisters such bitches, dude? Like, <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of using the word bitch, but in this regard, I'm like, in this context, it's appropriate. I was a total asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was as well, and I reveled in it, and I still laugh at the things. And my sister's like, Elizabeth, that's not funny. It's so funny. It's actually it's so very funny. funny. Shut up. Right. right. Exactly. exactly. I'm older and meaner now. Life has made me hard. <laughs> right exactly oh my gosh but um so back to the enneagram where we're not horrible <laughs> horrible human beings <laughs> um are you reading anything right now enneagram related yes yes i'm currently reading um unbelievably i have not read the like quintessential textbook which is the wisdom of the enneagram mm-hmm. um again i took that that uh, workshop with Anne that's a Russo Hudson, like uh -huh. Hudson um, kind of Enneagram Institute sanctioned workshop. It's all out of the wisdom of the Enneagram. And so I was like, I should read that book. So, yeah. um, so I'm reading that right now. Um, I've read a lot of like my first foray in was the road back to you. Mm. Uh, that was my first, like, I'm going to pick up a book and read about this. I had, I had the essential Enneagram um, and I had done a couple, well, one of them was a legit workshop. And then one of them was like years and years ago in a living room, like a little introduction. <laughs> um, and that was my first, my first introduction to the Enneagram. Um, but yeah, Road Back to You was kind of the first like book that I sat down and read about it. Um, and then I read The Sacred Enneagram, and I read um, Richard Rohr's uh, A Christian Perspective on the Enneagram. And so now I'm at The Wisdom of the Enneagram. Yeah. I feel like The Road uh, the road Back to You is the perfect intro. Yeah. I really do. I think that if, if someone reads that, uh, you have just enough to yeah. uh, figure out your personality, figure out whatever. Yeah. But... There's just enough in there, too, that you say, oh, wait, there is more to this. Yes. And I could go deeper. Yeah. I don't have to. And and, yeah. um, and definitely uh, the Sacred Enneagram is, is the first one, I think, that I read 
that made me realize the aspect of spiritual transformation within the Enneagram. Yeah. You know, where I had read, when I first read Roar's book, his was actually my first. And mm. so it, since it was my first, I kind of like went through reading all the types, like the, like, you know, the, what most people do trying to figure out their type yeah. and figuring out everybody else's type. So I could be yeah. you know, judgmental yeah. and whatnot. And, and so I read it and then I kind of went back and actually did a little bit more digging and stuff. Um, and then I read Road Back to You, but then that wasn't, wasn't quite enough. It didn't have enough substance as compared to, not to say that it doesn't have substance. It no, does. No, no. Right. You know? Right. Um, but imagine reading the wisdom of the Enneagram first and then going back and reading even Roar's book. You're just like, right. Eh. Right. you know, there's not as much there to right. kind of you know, dig really deep. Um, right. So yeah, I think now I'm reading, ugh, which I recommend, but it is, it's taking me so long to read it because it's just so much to dissect is Facets of Unity Ooh. by Almas. A-L-M-A-A-S, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And, oh, it's about, it's, it's all relating to the virtues only related to the virtues and it is at least for me and and the yep. language is a bit bulky convoluted sure. because i think it's trying to bring down to earth kind of this yeah conversation that is is just hard to have when you're trying to put all these really big ideas into yeah. my little brain sure. um when, when you think of the word old, what, what is old to you? What is old as, as in regards to a person? Like when you think of an old person, what is that? An old, like, ooh. so my, it's and I guess my, in, sorry, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, because my next question, and maybe this will help it is what it, or what is an elder? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my, my therapist uses, um, she uses this sort of framework of soul age. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, she's like, you know, can you put people along the spectrum of like young soul? And she's so funny. She uses kind of Star Wars characters. So she's like Jar Jar Binks at the like, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the immature kind of young soul phase. And then there's like your Yoda, not baby Yoda, but Yoda, old soul, <laughs> uh, other end of the spectrum. Um, and so I guess I think of people in terms of mature, like emotional maturity, um, I think of people more along that, the idea of their, how old their soul is, how much, work and intention they've put into growing um, and aging and, and becoming an elder. So I think that there are, <clears throat> there are young people with an amazing amount of wisdom and there, I would say their sort of soul age is ancient. Um, and then there are old folk who like old folk, right. Um, who have not committed to doing the work for whatever reason. Um, and they're kind of hanging out down at the Jar Jar Binks side. Um, and, you know, you, I, the other thing I, I do believe, and I have to remind myself, because <laughs> it's convenient to forget it, um, <laughs> is that everyone has something to teach me, right? Um, everyone comes with an offering for me to grow and learn. Um, and I don't always want, like, it's convenient to forget that so I can dismiss them. And that's not committing to my growth. That's not staying, you know, uh, in the work and in the weeds for myself. So um, regardless of age, wisdom, soul age, any of that, I think that everybody offers us valuable insights into ourselves for us to learn and expand our awareness if you had the choice to stay your 
chronological and soul age, we'll call that to, you know, that you are now. Mm-hmm. And be an elder, meaning uh, someone who has a very old soul age, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ancient, like you say, uh, who imparts wisdom and stuff and, and, and um, is kind of that beacon and everything for the community. But it also comes along with everything that life has to throw at you to be there. Mm-hmm. Is is your gut reaction to kind of stay the same or to fight it out and go in that direction? Um, <clears throat> I would say five years ago, my gut reaction would have been to not. Like, I would have wanted to stay because I had spent most of my 20s kind of digging my heels into any kind of growth and evolution and discomfort. Um, but even in the span of five years, I have seen um, where life has taken me. And, it, you know, there have been very painful moments. Actually, it started in a very painful place. And I I look around at my life and I'm like, I could have in my wildest dreams five years ago never imagined this for myself if I can remain that open at least Mm -hmm. um, that whatever it is I'm going through will bring me towards something that I can't even conceptualize like it's worth it yeah so I would I would keep carrying on and I would move in that direction of um and and allow myself to be moved in that direction um, <clears throat> towards the, the elder wisdom imparting boomer. <clears throat> what, um, you know, so many people that I've talked to just like in regular life and stuff that have had this, there seems to be this anywhere between like three to five year window mm. that there has been this, boom like this boom in consciousness Mm. yeah do you have I mean have you thought about that is that something that kind of seen for yourself and the people that you know and what is your uh I guess hypothesis as to what has birthed it Mm. so it's funny when I was like 21 or 22 I had this mentor in college I remember it so clearly she said to me, you know, she was like, when I hit 27, 28, she was like, everything changed for me. I just stopped like tolerating bullshit and just like, it just all changed for me. And I remember like kind of logging that and being like, huh, I wonder what that could be like. Um, and then around 27, mm-hmm. uh, ended this awful relationship that had been going for almost a decade. Um, And I was in, I had moved the year previous from Massachusetts to North Carolina. Um, And so I was in a new place and now I was in this new place kind of alone. Um, And it, that, that really kicked the ball rolling for me. Um, And so, you know, her, her hypothesis was like women get to kind of 26, 27, 28 and just stop tolerating what they have up until that point, it just gets old and, and like, they can't be in the relationships that they were in. And and that certainly was true for me. Um, and it's, it's funny because it, I, what I would say really kicked off the most growth for me was about a year after that relationship ended, I was dating someone else and I kept feeling the same emotions and the same, like, you know, energy. And, but I was like, but this person that I'm dating now is nothing like the ex, mm-hmm. nothing like him, but there is a common denominator. <laughs> and it's me. So yeah. what is going on within me? What are the things I believe about myself? What are the things I believe that I am deserving of, um, that are creating, creating this discord in me, creating this struggle in me, um, and it was, that was really powerful, um, recognizing that the same 
emotions were present in a very different context. That was my clue in um, to really start doing the work. So I don't know if that answered your question. Sure, sure. I mean, for, absolutely. For, yeah, whatever you say. No, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for, yeah, for you, what that, what that shift in, in consciousness was. And, um, and, and I, and I, and I do think that there's something going on to your, um, friend's credit. There's something in just women in general. We seem to be leading the path in this, uh, spiritual transformation thing that seems to be going on because yeah. when you do sign up, I mean, in my case, I, I you can tell me if it's true in, uh, when you've gone to the workshops, when I go to workshops, uh, when I, it is predominantly female. Yeah. There are only one or two men, maybe three that are present. And so not to get into like theological stuff or anything like that, but it's, yeah. and, and start freaking people out. But there's something to this divine feminine. There's a movement. There is something that is, is has been happening. And I'm only cluing into it now where, where women seem to be leading the way for spiritual transformation. Uh, and it just seems to be overall because whether it's here in Florida, when I go to something or, you know, whatever it's, it's predominantly uh, female. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would agree like anecdotally completely that the workshops that I go to um, are, are largely um, skew women. Um, and also I'm, it's funny, I'm in a, a program right now. I'm in my, I'll be in my last summer of it um, to become a spiritual director. And that has largely been um, <clears throat> it's mostly women in that class in all of the cohorts. But the funny thing is the men who are in that, the men who are in the workshops, the, the gentlest, most wonderful, loving. So, I mean, they are unlike most men that I've yeah. met. Sure. Uh, and so I, I think <clears throat> there is, there is a vulnerability that's required in this kind of work that there is just, I think, I think the embrace of vulnerability comes more. I don't know if I would say it comes more naturally to women. It's something we have to practice more, mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. um, but in any case, I think that there's something about the vulnerability that work like this requires um, that many men have been socialized to not embrace within themselves. Sure. So they tend to not engage in it. Um, and then the men who do engage in it are just some of the loveliest, gentle, again, like the yeah. word that keeps coming to mind is gentle for these yeah. men that, that um, I've had the pleasure of sharing the space with. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing, but I absolutely agree with you that that this this work, um, women are in it and have been in it, and and the movement is is the momentum of it is very characterized by um, the strength that is found in vulnerability, right? The softer, more tender, um, growing tissue-like strength not the like steel hard yeah. sharp strength sure know? sure uh, yeah and and I and I and what comes to mind to me is is just I mean really childbirth yeah yeah and the, because you 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 have to open yourself up to that life yeah. but have the grit and the perseverance yeah. and inner fortitude to to push past so many walls right in order right. to to create in order to create. And yeah. so, and, and yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and I agree. I think that the men that are there uh, tend to be, like you said, more gentle. I think they tend to, of course, anecdotally, ha just a deeper well, you yes. know, yeah, a deeper well. And, and if they're not the most vulnerable, they're at least aware of it. Right. And, right. 
are asking the questions and are doing, you know, doing, doing the work as, as we all are. It's, yeah. but like you said, the socialization aspect for them. Yeah. But, uh, well, I know that you're saying that as of right now, because of inspiration, there won't be as of, at least as of tomorrow, as of tomorrow, no, podcast. as of tomorrow, there won't be a rude ass Enneagram podcast. <laughs> No. I, however, if you start taking votes, I would like to count for at least five votes. You know, <laughs> duly noted. Duly noted. At least five votes for a rude ass Enneagram podcast. And why don't you could even just put it out once a month? Because then right. if you get really inspired, you record three of them. That's true. That's very and true. They're once a month. And then if for three months you don't do it, you were just super busy. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> like, who cares? And they'll just be happy when all of a sudden one pops up. That's, It'll be like Christmas morning, true. but for mean people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that I'm I'm gonna be pushing for that and and uh, probably every now and then pestering you about it. Be like, hey, that sounds good. <laughs> you just need a nine dollar microphone. <laughs> you know what's bad even... is I have I have two of them. I oh have they're, they're sitting right here in my You're dining room. Scared. Amazon, Dude. I know. I'm, again, the thought has crossed my mind, but and they could be just a ten-minute podcast. That's true too. That's it doesn't have to be. That's true. It doesn't have it to be really long. Good, form. Really good ten-minute roast of each type. Yeah, you could do something like that. I don't know. Consider it. Think about it. I'm <laughs> voting for it. Do it. Thank you for doing this. Oh my God, I'm happy to do I it. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate uh, your insight. I appreciate what you're doing because it is. It, I, I love that, again, I wouldn't have even asked you because uh, to be on here if I didn't see what you were doing with your platform. I, I really appreciate that. And I'm, I'm grateful to be seen in that way because, um, you know, when you put yourself out there, like you get, you end up being the projection screen, I think, for a lot of people and like they'll only... I'm, <clears throat> I believe that people really only understand us to the depth that they can understand themselves. So to be understood to, by you in that way speaks to your depth of self-understanding. Um, but is also so affirming for me because that's how I want to be seen at the end of the day. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you are, you are. And I can't wait until you start changing people's lives even more with uh, spiritual direction and so much more. Thank you again so much. And, Thank uh, you.